because I'm an educator, right? And so I, I have two masters and a doctorate degree. And you know what? That means diddly squat in this business. But I'm all about education. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am Jeff Beggins with my co-host and my brother. Craig Beggins. Hello, everybody. And we have Mr. Mike Puma with us. Say hello, Mike. What's up, everyone? And um, we got a really cool guest with you today. And I love this story because still was one of my favorite interviews a couple years ago now. And it's Mr. Joe Brown. And Joe Brown works with us in the... Um, the Tampa, the Tampa office, South Tampa office. And Joe's got a pretty interesting story because I remember it's been about, about two years ago now, Joe, right? When you decided to That's right, get, two years. get into this business and you're going to find out shortly what Joe was doing for the last 33 years. And inadvertently he was building up such a trust database that he's now monetizing. And it's really an interesting thing. So, Joe, we'll get into that one, but I want to turn it over to you. Kind of give us the story and um, from the beginning, back from your um, Yankee days, back in northern Atlanta side of the world, and then moving back into <laughs> Tampa Bay, rural Tampa Bay, the changes you see, um, then got with the wife into Tampa. So we're, I don't want to tell the whole story. I'm going to introduce you. So everybody, Joe Brown, with a really interesting story we'll be picking up. So welcome, Joe. Hey, everybody. So it, I said to Jeff before we started, I know this is the Happy Agent podcast. So I guess he's already talked to all the happy agents. And so I'm left. So thank you for having me on. Um, so at the beginning, I, I was born at a young age, um, but born up north in Atlanta, Georgia. Me too. You, you, you were born at a young age? I was. I knew I had something in common with you. Yeah. And so uh, uh, my, my dad was hired as the uh, office manager at Poe & Associates. If any of you remember Bill Poe, who's mayor of Tampa. Oh, yeah. So that's why we moved here in 1963. Uh, and we settled in Brandon. And so I, I'm a Brandon boy, grew up there. When we moved there, 5,000 people, one stoplight. Uh, product of Hillsborough County Schools. Now, Jeff, Greg, Mike, you, you, I know you don't know this about, but my college degree is from a seminary. At the time, I wanted to become a Catholic priest. And so when I got my degree there, and then I said, well, I want a family and I want sons, teach them how to cuss and spit. So I ended up with uh, two daughters and they cuss and they spit. So but I guess I did part of my job. Um, but my wife uh, transplant from Michigan. We met down here. We've been married 34 years, have two daughters and a granddaughter. But I, I don't know if you want me to, Jeff, get into what I've been doing for the past 35 years. Absolutely, I do. I would. Because, yeah, absolutely. I think this is really important to the story. So tell us about that. So, so here's how I met my wife. I was working as a youth minister and a counselor and a teacher at Christ the King. And she wanted to join the young adult group. 
And I said, listen, if you want to join this group, you've got to go out with me. So we've now, we just Sounds celebrated like power. our anniversary. What now? Sounds like abuse of power. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, getting married and then having a child within the first year, I needed more money. So I left the church, became a counselor in the school system. And then I, I'm all about learning. So I went and got a uh, second master's in uh, school administration and uh, became a system principal and principal. In my first year as principal, I said, I want to get my doctorate and went back to school and got my doctorate in educational leadership. And so for the past 19 years, I've been a middle school principal. Uh, so total between private school and public school, I've spent 35 years in education. And I've been bounced around to different schools. The district came in and moved me to different schools that needed help. I, I had, I developed a reputation of being a problem solver. So I was moved to different schools that had issues. What a great experience. Um, and then a very good friend of mine for 26 of those years is Mike Hoskins. And so Mike and I, very similar career tracks. And Mike said, oh, I'm going to retire in a couple of years. I'm going to get my real estate license. I said, well, hell, Mike, then that means I have to. So we, he got his license about a year before me. And I said, Mike, what brokerage are you with? He says, oh, Century 21 list with Baggins. I said, good, set me up with whoever I have to talk to. And that's Jeff when you and I met. Yep. So. And, and you know what I love uh, I, about the, go ahead, Mike. I, uh, I want to get some clarity around this because I interview a lot of agents, right? And a lot of, there's a lot of teachers or people in the education space in particular that are thinking this along the same lines, right? Do I, do I get my real estate license? How does that translate? Um, does it make sense for me? And so I'd love to get from your perspective, now that you've been doing it for a couple of years, what translated, what's translated very well from all that experience in education into real estate has more translated than you even thought it would? Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts because there's a lot of people I think that come from, even if it's not education from similar backgrounds, right? Whether it's nursing or, you know, anything like that, where they're actually serving the public in a, in a very um, empathetic way. And now all of a sudden decide to get into real estate, which is sales driven right in their mind. And so it's completely different, but in my opinion, it's not that different, but I, I'm curious to get your opinion now that you've done it for a couple of years, what's translated, if anything, and how much, more than you thought would it actually ended up translating? Yeah, Mike, that, that's a great question. So first of all, if you go through my thought process career, which was first the ministry, priesthood, then youth minister, then educator, it's all about service. And I, I truly see my role as a real estate agent as an act of service to the community. Um, and I, I think you find that with most educators that go into education with the heart of service. And um, however, you also find teachers saying, I need more money. And 
teachings, not betting. What Mike and I are in a different situation because we were in a position of authority as principal. Uh, we had to make decisions. So like I, my school, I managed 100 employees, a $10 million budget, right? Uh, thousands of students and community members. And I have been cussed out by kids, teachers, parents, community members. And so when Jeff talks about the drunk monkey, yeah, I've lived it, right? I've sat and they've been in my office yelling at me. And so it's that fear of rejection. I don't care, right? I've been rejected. I've been yelled at. I don't care. So that whole mental attitude of I'm going to move on. Uh, Next. That's just inbred because I've lived it for 35 years, right? I, I think some of the younger teachers, like the teacher at my last school, she just got her real estate license. But I think that's going to be one of her issues is just that drunk monkey and that mental toughness that you really need in this business. Well, here's what, something that really stands out to me on this one. A couple things. Number one, I wrote down problem solver and counselor. And Craig, does that not sum up exactly what we do on a daily basis? I mean, we- I think that's we, like in the job description for sure. And we, with our BE3, right, it's empower, educate, and encourage, right? That's what we do. That's the heart of service that we bring to this industry on a daily basis is what can we do to help your life get better? And you, it's just inbred in you from that service mentality. What can I do to help you? From a counselor perspective, someone has a problem. They're, they're not adjusting. They need some guidance. They need some handholding. They need an advisor. They need a friend. They need, they need the direction. They need somebody to trust. Right, they need somebody to really trust is really what it comes down to, and respect, right? And that's something you've been learning. And I, I was always joking, mean, you've been building this asset for 33 years. Like, we, like you've got students that you have taught their kids now, you had taught as well. So you've got generations of trust built into one community, which guys, you don't get any better than that, right? I mean, we were before we even started broadcasting, I'm talking about I've got two little kids right now, and it's tough. I mean, my little one just went into my older one, just went into kindergarten and I turned his life over to somebody. Right. And it's, it's a scary thing. Fortunately, he's in great hands and I couldn't be more than thrilled with the teacher that he has, but it's still scary because I mean, we give this child to a quote unquote stranger that spends more time with our kid than with us on a daily basis, at least during the work week. Right. So th that's a big trust situation that, I mean, and then nobody takes that lightly. So I think you've got so many multiple generations now that built in now that you're retired from it. But I mean, all those people still live there and they see you at Publix and they see you walking around and they, they follow you on Instagram. They see your Facebook, all the videos and the social. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit with Mike, but the things that you're doing is just really grabbing hold of that leadership counseling, problem solver, advisor, counselor role that's been inbred. So you've been kind of training for this for the last few decades. And now you're able to monetize this, even though because you chose the career path you chose, it really wasn't about the money, right? You've been able to make good money and live a nice lifestyle and you're comfortable and secure. But if you guys are listening, it's not ever been, I want to go get rich, right? That's on every one of our top agent podcasts. It's never, ever, ever been about the money. 
money comes when you serve people and um, you take care of them. So that's the things that really stick out to me is that service mentality and just the counselor and the problem solving side of that. Yeah, and, and Jeff, let, let me just throw a couple things in because I served as principal in South Tampa, then I was moved to Ybor City, then I was moved to Odessa, then back to South Tampa. So when I talk to buyers, because a lot of my clients now are buyers, uh, I can say, listen, I, I know the county, I know the areas, I know the communities, because I've worked here for 33 years. Um, and, but to your point too, because I was an educator for 35 years, I, I need people to change the, uh, you, you said this two years ago, instead of looking at me as Joe Brown principal, looking at me as the real realtor, you know? Um, so changing that mindset of the people, how people see me. Mm -hmm. Then second, going back to Mike's question, because I want to give a reverse to my answer because I'm an educator, right? And so I, I have two masters and a doctorate degree. And you know what? That means diddly squat in this business. But I'm all about education. And I want education. I am a high C. I, I shared my profile with uh, Otis and uh, Joe Diener. And Otis said, Joe, you've got to come down from that high C, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was at 99. And, but just because I want to know the facts before I move in, because I do not want to sound like an idiot, which I, I do 80% of the time anyway, but I, I want to know my stuff. I want to move ahead and I want to get things right. And so sometimes I, I get paralyzed in wanting to know the answers beforehand. That, that's important because a lot of people do that, Joe. And it's natural because you don't, especially the way you operate, you want to educate and you don't want to screw up, right? Because you take that seriously when people say, I'm going to trust you with the largest financial transaction of their life. And you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You could put you in any situation in the school board and you could do it with your eyes closed, but pop you into a deal about is there, what kind of wiring is in a home? And what does the insurance company say about that? It's got to spin your head around in, in a little bit of paralysis. And, and especially with someone who cares as much as you do. So it's pretty interesting to the blind faith that you needed to have coming into this business, because even two years in, you still don't know much. I mean, most, most transactions, right. there's still probably something that trips you up because I mean, we're, we're fortunate to have almost 60,000 of them under our belt. Now there's not a lot that trips us up, even though sometimes it still does. Right. But um, it's, it's that learning curve there. So, one of the things I want to talk to Mike, I want you to kind of talk about this too, and, and Joe, about how you made that transition, because everybody who saw Joe Brown thought about Joe Brown, the educator, right? Joe, Joe's the school, Joe's this, Joe's a community figure, but not somebody who handles real estate, right? So that's, and it wasn't like you were just that for a little while. Your entire life for three decades was service in the educational system. That's it. That's what you were known for. That was it. And it's hard. It's like if Craig just decided to become a teacher, nobody would think about Craig as a teacher right now because he's so entrenched in the real estate industry. So how did you find that 
what did you do? And Mike, I know you coached him and worked a lot with this too. Like what, what steps did you do to start changing the mindset of your following, your sphere, your neighborhood, your community to start to them to even accept you as not an educator, but somebody even in contention for the thought in their mind about real estate? Because that, that's really what this job was about, right? We started that two years ago. Right. And that's the biggest issue. So let's talk a little bit about how you made that transition. Right. So the so I'll go back, even though we met two years ago and I joined the Bacon's Enterprises two years ago. Um, I I didn't go full time until this past June. Uh, so I've been part time. So during that time, you know, the postcard mailings, hey, I, I'm a realtor, but getting word out to my sphere. So in my database, I have close to 300 names. So I have names, phone numbers, addresses, email addresses. Just, but every day I'm thinking, no, they're not on my list. So I keep adding to the list. But so I'm constantly, I say constantly, every few months, three, four months, just reaching out to my sphere, either phone calls, emails, text, saying, hey, just to let, let you know I'm here, right? The other thing I did, and I started this uh, during the COVID shutdown, so about a year and a half ago, I started a YouTube channel uh, called South Tampa, Florida Living. And it's called that because South Tampa Living was taken. <laughs> so, I, and there's a Tampa, Kansas. So South Tampa, Florida Living. And, uh, and really, a lot of the topics are more education for me, but again, the idea of ed educating the public, but educating myself. So I'm, right now I'm in the middle of a five video series where I interviewed an insurance agent. Uh, but I, I asked him questions about, well, what about roofs? You know, what, why are roofs so difficult to insure? So he, that's going to be the episode tomorrow. We talked about home inspections. You know, what, what is it in home inspections that could trip up insurance? Two weeks from now, or flood. Then the last video is how to reduce premiums. So uh, uh, those were a lot of questions I had myself, but I thought, let's put this out there. So ironically, I've had three people contact me, one from California, one from St. Pete, who said, Oh, funny story too. But these people contacted me saying, "Hey, I, I watch your videos. Uh, I, I need you to help me get a home." So, you know, it's getting out there. So, Mike, you'll appreciate this. This is all a SEO, you know, issue. I in January I did a video on my prediction for the 2021 uh, market. It has over 3,000 views. But then I have several other videos with 20 views, 15 views. <laughs> but every month I do a market update. So last week, the first week of September, I did market update for August. And those updates usually get a couple hundred views. So I know those are popular. Um, but, and of course, if I, if I crapped the videos around what people are searching for, I'm sure viewership would go up. 
but I, I'm doing videos that enrich me and hopefully enrich others. But here's the funny story. I, I went, so I, I mail letters, right? Handwritten letters to people. I go to the post office early one morning, like 7.30 in the morning. And I'm walking out. There's a guy walking out in front of me. I just said, hey, how you doing today? He said, oh, looking forward to the weekend. And he turns around and says, you're him. You're him. I said, who? He said, you're Joe Brown, the realtor. I watch your videos. So but that was just a very- Success. Cool. You're famous now. Uh, yeah. Well, I, well, he just saw my picture in the post office too, you know? With the number. <laughs> And, and all of this as a high C, I'd like to point that out. <laughs> so clear, clearly getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Now, obviously, the material that you're producing has that, definitely has that C component to it, um, but, which is great. And I think that's an important thing, right? The, the reason that I think you've been able to be consistent because it's 100% authentic to you, right? And your personality and what you care about, right? You just said, yeah, could you go after views by going after some trending topics? Sure, you could, right? But if those trending topics don't align with what you personally want to create, then it's it becomes unauthentic, right, at some point. So for you to be able to stay as consistent with something as you have, I think that's an important lesson for everyone watching is you have to be true to who you are and what you care about, right? And so you've done that. You've found a way to deliver the message. The other thing I want to point out is that those, you know, you, you joke about the ones with 20 views. I always have this funny conversation with agents and just people in general because like, oh, well, five people watched it. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Okay. Obviously five people doesn't mean a lot of people watched it. However, if you didn't do that video, would you have had a real estate conversation with five people that day that you didn't know? Right. And most of the time the answer is no. So I always look at that and say, I don't care if five people watch it or 3000. Obviously I'd love 3000 to watch it. But if I create, if you create something, that 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 people watch, that's like having a conversation with 100 people that did not know you before, did not think of you in real estate before, then now are, all right? And that's super powerful, even in small numbers. So I never like to discount those types of things. And by creating all of those videos that only had 20, 30 to 50 views, you created a framework that allowed you to have one that all of a sudden popped and had thousands, right? But you don't have that thousand view video if you didn't do the other ones. So it's important to, to just recognize the consistency and the, the work you're putting in, which obviously makes me super happy. But also, I think the other thing that I get asked a lot is why, why the big brand, right? Why does Century 21 matter? Aren't they buying Joe and not Century 21? And so, Craig, you may want to cover your ears. The answer is yes, they are, right? And in my opinion, being a marketing guy, this is probably not the most popular opinion in the world. Most, in most scenarios, the brand doesn't matter. It doesn't, right? However, because at the end of the day, if you're a jerk, it doesn't matter what logo you're wearing. 
if you suck at your job, it doesn't matter what logo you're wearing. You'd be wearing Century 21 or anything else for that matter. It's still not going to matter. However, before you can even be a jerk or have them love you, they actually have to pay attention to you. They got to stop. They got to know what you're doing, what you're about, and what you're going to talk about. That's the power of the brand, right? What the logo does, the logo allows Joe to create a video about anything. Joe could literally go on YouTube and talk about puppies. And if he's got the C21 logo in the corner, subconsciously, everyone who sees that is seeing C21 and they know exactly what it is. And, oh, Joe must be in real estate. Why else would he have a C21 logo on there, right? That's the power that the brand brings. It gets them to pay attention. It gets them to associate him to real estate. And then that gets them to stop, right? Listen, now it's up to Joe. Now that's where Joe's personal brand comes in. That's where his skill comes in. That's where his ability to actually keep their attention comes in. And so for me, that's the power of, of marketing, right? That's the power of a brand. And I think obviously Century 21, in my opinion, does that better than any other brand. But um yeah, so I'm, I'm super proud of you. But for anyone listening, that's the lesson I would take away from what Joe is doing. And if you're not going to get on YouTube, don't. But just understand, he came up with something that's working and he stuck to it because he's created a framework that allows him to be consistent every day. And that's super important. And just to <laughs> underscore what you just said, Mike, is if you don't do the videos that have the three viewers, you're never going to have the video that has that 3,000 views. Right. And it don't get caught up on that guys. It, it's, it all builds. It's all a branding play and people see it. And you need that one guy who saw you at the post office is what it was all about. Right. Just to keep, keep it on going. Right. Now, an interesting I, question I, here. You want to add something to that, Joe? Yeah. If you don't mind a couple things Mike said. So first just about, um, and Mike, I, I'll tell you that I, I've grown to appreciate you more and more over the, two years um i didn't think much of you in the beginning but that's yeah, what i heard you absolutely absolutely the <laughs> no the, i'm um, used to that no just because as i'm reading so what i'm trying to learn now i'm studying on my own is marketing right but because i tell otis all the time i've just been throwing mud against the wall and as Mike Ferry says, so Craig, I know you're a Mike Ferry fan. I have bought his tapes. I have listened to them 20 times in the car. Um, and it, he says, whatever you do has to be reproducible and predictable. And I've been throwing mud against the wall and I, that's not reproducible, right? Well, yeah, yeah I, can <laughs> I can throw mud all day. So when I, because of my naivety, I think about a Facebook post or social media post. Oh, real estate, real estate, real estate. And then, you know, Mike started putting stuff out there about, you know, what's the best hot dog to eat or what's the best condiment for it. You know, it's like, what does that have to do? But what temperature do you like your thermostat to be? <laughs> yeah. And so I, what I've learned is it, if all you're doing is real estate, real estate, real estate, people get tired of it. And so they need to connect with you as a person. And so Mike, this is the second month in a row. I don't know if you can see this. Oh no, it's blacked out, terrible. Okay, so you have to believe me, I'm holding up a calendar for September. 
every day I have a Facebook or a social media theme for each day. So like today was gardening. Tomorrow, I, whatever you put out, the C21 post is what I'll put out. I have days for dad jokes. I, I, what, uh, the C21 post quotes. So each day, so I, that's just the way my mind works. If I don't map it out, I won't do it. The second thing, when you're talking about branding, let, let, let's go back to Mike Hoskinson. Mike, who, who's your broker? Oh, let's with Beg in Century 21. I said, okay, get, get me to talk to whoever. I knew nothing about Beggins Enterprises. Now, when I was growing up, I grew up near Bloomingdale, and there was a Century 21 office like John Warren Bloomingdale. I, I, I doubt it was Beggins, right? Because we're talking early 80s. A&M. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I told Craig this at the Florida 21, I am so blessed because I did not consciously choose Beggins Enterprises. I just followed Mike. And I have just been astounded at the level of support, the level of education, the caring, the community that's built within Beggins Enterprises. And that, that's over and above the Century 21 brand. This is just the Beggins Enterprise brand I am blessed as an agent to be part of, and I am so thankful and grateful. And on those days that I feel pissy, I wear my Keller Williams shirt, okay? So. <laughs> well, but Joe, kudos to you, because I mean, you know, we, we do do a lot of training, but you imbibe it, you take it in. And that's, that's to me, the key. You know, we don't do this for our health. Because we're really educators too, but there's not a day. I, I think the way you started part part time was a hard way to go. But you're such an education minded person; it probably enabled you to get started faster, having started slower. You know, because right. that we talked right before this this podcast started, because you've got a nice retirement from the school system. You don't really need to work, right? right and you want to serve people. And that's, that's what came out of this conversation that we had earlier, so that's what you want to do. And you're such a perfectionist, you want to do it right. Like for example, you just sent me an email a little while ago with the new Zillow contract. Now here's Zillow, uh, you know, good, better, and different. They're purchasing homes with their iBuyer program and they're selling on the open market and they have totally gone their own route with their own 25 page contract and addendum which is totally different. So I know you. I asked you to study and tell me what it said. Because <laughs> you're going to go through it and make sure you were serving your customer right who's trying to buy that house. Yeah. And it's a 25-page contract. All right. One, uh, one last question I have for you, Joe. We always always talk about this. What We always joke, what puts a big-ass smile on your face? What is... What's the why? What is the juice? What gets you going? Like, what is, you don't need to do this. Craig pointed it out. You got a pension. You can go hang out and chill out and go walk the beach and go see movies and go travel and have a, have a nice life. 
what is the why? What is the next level for you? Why are you doing this? Yeah, so it's really a twofold answer, right? So it, when I was younger, I played video games. Now that I'm old fart, I don't do that very much. But the game I loved was Madden football. And what I like about Madden, the old Madden, is you created a team and you rebuilt it year after year after year. And that's what I found challenging was the building process. That, that's why I like being principal of a school is finding out what's the weakness, what, let's improve it. And so what, what brings me happiness is the challenge, right? It, it's, if you call it the chase, right? Um, I, I do. I, I get stoked by that. I, I get energized by, hey, I'm on the hunt. Got, got to make it happen. As far as big dreams, I, I'm really looking forward to leave an inheritance for my kids and my grandkids. You know, it's, um, as you said, I, I have pension and my my wife and I have been blessed and we're well off. But I, I, I want to leave something for them. And in so doing, I can leave, I, I, I'm able to support other charities and other, um, you know, churches and ministries that I'm involved in. And uh, so that, that's, I, I'm not a possession guy. I, I don't need things. Yeah. I, I need people. And I, I want to be able to serve people and help people and, and support causes that help people. And, and I love that. And, and sometimes I think people misunderstand that question. And, and I thank you for answering it that way because what puts a big ass smile on your face isn't a car, right? I mean, for some it may be, but it's really, everybody gets to have their own answer. And that's, what's, that's what I know Craig, you and I talk about this a lot. And Mike, that's what fires us up is to, as long as you know what it is, that gets you excited to get out of bed and go help people do that, right? It's your church, it's your charity, it's your community, it's whatever it is, right? Just find the juice and do it and contribute something to that enterprise, whatever it may be. And you're gonna have a big ass smile on your face because you're gonna feel good because you're doing what you love and what you're passionate about. And whatever that is, you can't not do well because that's your passion, that's your labor of love, right? So, and I, everyone who's watching, right now we all say what's your why and please don't misunderstand that i don't care if you remodel your kitchen right i want you to go to bed fulfilled i want you to wake up excited that's winning that's it right no matter what that definition definition is we push a lot because a lot of people don't have the answer to those two questions and right? what lets you go to bed fulfilled and what makes you wake up excited right and if you don't have those two what's the purpose of even doing anything you might as well just play madden right that's the whole this whole thing <laughs> so i love the honesty and i love the reasons why and i think that's fantastic and so you know i think you you're a great inspiration to a lot of people i know you're a big pillar inside of our community we're very proud to have you um on our team and um as part of our family as part of our culture because craig you call it all the time the, collect the collective genius right and joe yeah. joe brings his um now, a 300-person sphere, that's not a big sphere, but that's a real sphere, right? Those are 300 people right. inside of a community that would go to bat for you, right? And you know that. 
And that's what's great about that. People may have 5,000 followers and Facebook and maxed out, but that's a lot of BS, right? The question is, who's your real tribe? And you've got a real tribe. They know they can count on you. They know they can go to you. And they know that you're, you're, you're there. You're Joe. You're trusted. You're the trusted advisor, counselor, um, just person they can trust. And that's, that's just, it's an honor, right, to see you operate yeah. and to have you associated with us. That's what I wanted to wrap up saying. Yeah, Mr. we're honored to have you a part of the team, 100%. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, well, absolutely. True. I, I, you know, I, I just don't want to let you guys down. I don't care about Mike, but Jeff and Craig, <laughs> I don't want to let down. Well, I think one of the things I always want to say, I think I said it already, but I'll say it again. You, you came from a job where you worked for 35 years, you retired, and you came to this job and you treat it like a job. And you had to try all kinds of new things, but you did it. You scheduled around it and you made it happen. And I think if most real estate agents did what you're doing, they'd have more success, right? Because you treat it like a job. And it is. I mean, I'm still learning all the time. You know, 50,000 real estate transactions, I'm still learning because the market changes all the time. Yeah. And Craig, to, to that point, I, I still wake up at 5.30 in the morning and the first hour... I spend in prayer and then I read a chapter of the book. So, you know, I'm reading the book now called Sales Gurus. Before that, it was Think and Grow Rich. Then before that, it was The Magic Thinking Big. So I, I spend time in prayer. I read a chapter of the book. Then I'm usually at my desk here at home by seven o'clock searching, you know, hunting. So and yeah. I, I'm actually putting more hours in here than I was at school. Wow. But the hours are different because it's at night and on weekends. And so, yeah, it. It, it's the whole uh, flywheel. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Collins' book, book uh, Good to Great. And he talks about the flywheel that it just takes effort and effort and effort and the wheel barely budgets but you just keep pushing 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 and then it gives an inch and maybe two inches and then after that consistent uh consistent effort the wheel's going on its own and you just have to slap it every now and then right so that's really the stage i am now I'm just pushing against that flywheel making minimal gain but some gain mm -hmm. right so yeah I love it. Mike Puma, what parting words do you have, sir? I just think that, you know, let this be an example. I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are going to watch this that are in a very similar situation to where Joe was, um, you know, where they were in another career, whether that's in education or not. And I think if you approach this to Craig's point, if you approach this like a business and at the same time, because I think it is the most important factor, especially if you watch these podcasts, you have a clear reason of why you're going to treat it like a business and get up at 5.30 and put in the work, you will do extremely well in this business. Without either of those, you're gonna flounder and this isn't gonna be it and you might as well just save yourself the time because the material to learn it, that you have to learn for the exam is the most boring material on the planet. So do not waste your time 
if that is your plan. But if you have a clear why of why you're going to get up every day, why when someone slams the door in your face, you're going to go to the next one, that's the difference between being committed to something and being interested in it. Joe is committed, right? He's committed to what he's doing, which is why he's having success. So I hope that was the takeaway for a lot of people because it certainly was mine. And it's the takeaway that I think is a very common theme amongst our Happy Agent podcast. So um, that's, that's what I got. I love it. Joe, your last word, advice to those who are watching. Yeah, just don't give up, right? It's, um, I, I thought about this, that there's a story of a guy who went to Arnold Palmer and said, he, he didn't have an Arnold Palmer. He went to Arnold Palmer, the golfer, and said, I want you to teach me how to play golf. And Arnold Palmer says, okay, go out and hit a thousand balls a day and then come back to me next year and I'll give you a lesson. And, and that's like this business. And, and Craig, you, you said this at a business meeting a couple of weeks ago that some, a new agent complained that they're not getting the support or the training, right? And maybe at that time, the training doesn't make sense. That just like that guy going to Arnold Palmer, it didn't. Less your business, the lessons and the training doesn't make sense. Right. So you have to be active and you have to do it and do it. So then, whether you say something or Mike says something or Jeff or Otis, those gold nuggets make sense at that point. But if you're sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, watching Netflix, isn't that what you say, Jeff? Yeah. Then then it doesn't matter what training you offer, it, it's not going to make sense. That you've got to be active and then be open to those gold nuggets when they drop. That's right. That's that's awesome. I, I, we we committed to doing we we call it it's continual master's level education. And it's day in and day out as you know. And because we learn every day, Craig, right? There's something new that comes across that, um, you know, whether it's a, a switch an agent had, something, there's there's unbelievable nuggets, golden nuggets, to use your term, on a daily basis. So thank you for tuning in for all that stuff. And I think you're a great inspiration on that one. And for all of you watching, I want to thank you for watching um, this episode of Happy Agent Podcast. And um, if you have any good um, referrals into the South Tampa market, Joe's contact's going to be here. Feel free to reach on out. and um, he will undoubtedly do an amazing job for, for you guys. Yep. So thank you very much, Joe. Thanks for your time. And thank you guys for watching. And um, as always, reach out. We can help you and talk to you guys soon. One.